What's up, everyone? It is March 22nd. Um, the spring is uh, underway. We started travel tournaments last weekend in Georgia here after the high school season wrapped up. And you know, I did a lot of these coach interviews um, during COVID time. I kind of wanted to get back to this um, during the spring. And so I'm starting with Dan Evans, head coach of North Georgia today. Uh, just wanted to you know, talk about their season. They had a very successful season making the NCAA tournament. Um, and I, I think, you know, doing this would, you know, uh, bring awareness to some, you know, different programs, Division Two basketball, stuff like that. So I just thought it would be a, a good, unique idea and um, thought it would be very good to talk to Coach Evans. Uh, they're a program I really respect and I've developed a really good relationship with them. Um, and I'm, you know, excited about their success and want, you know, want that to continue. So I'm happy to have him on today. Coach Evans, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Trent. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. So, like every episode, um, you know, I kind of start with uh, you know each each guest talking about their background a little bit. Um, so maybe go into that some. You know, your your path so far as a coach. Um, you know, especially people might not be as aware of that with you know where you were from uh, before in the Midwest. So uh, touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So I I grew up in suburban Chicago. Went to college at a, a Division three school, small liberal arts. Uh, university called Lawrence uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, I went to work in the real world, so to speak, worked in a cubicle for a couple of years uh, in Chicago, and then got involved uh, in coaching at Hillsdale College, a Division two in Michigan, who's really successful. And then I was about 29, and I got my first head coaching job at Ohio Dominican in Columbus, Ohio, um, and then was lucky enough to get the job here at North Georgia uh, after six seasons uh, at Ohio Dominican. Nice. So, um, like I just touched on in the beginning, you guys had a really uh, successful season, got to the NCAA tournament, won over 20 games, were ranked, you know, nationally for a while. Uh, maybe just give a, you know, brief recap of the season and your overall, overall thoughts on how it went for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we were really proud. You know, most people's seasons end with a loss, and so it feels bad in the moment. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the most – Division two wins in a season we've ever had. Yeah. Um, it's the first time making the national tournament um, in our in our NCAA history, and I think only the fourth time we've made the national tournament in wow. either NCA or NAIA. Um, you know, we had some players get some tremendous honors, uh, with Frank Champion being conference player of the year, first team all league, region player of the year, an All American. Um, AJ White. Um, was freshman of the year and second team all league and obviously both guys are Georgia Georgia yeah. guys uh, and so those things were really nice and obviously the team making the NCAA tournament was a, was a really big deal you know we finished the season the finished the regular season in kind of unfortunate fashion you know we need to win one of our last two games to get a share of the conference championship and in really one of the great games I've ever been a part of against Augusta here you know we got yeah. beat you know almost at the buzzer uh, and that was really gut wrenching and then we get beat on the road um you know, three days later, uh, we get beaten the first round of the tournament, dealing with kind of some sickness and really not playing much basketball between <laughs> our last regular season game and that game. And all that stuff, I think, led to a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiousness for everybody in the program as we awaited to see if we were going to get in the national tournament. We were plenty good enough. You know, we had been seated in the, the four or five spot uh, in both the previous rankings. And so, wasn't so much that we didn't think we were good enough to get in but the way we do it at the division two level 
there's a lot that has to go into it to get yeah. that large bid. And so getting that made a big difference, I think, for our players' perspective. And I think, honestly, to some degree from the outside, uh, the sort of external validation became a little bit more real. I think Definitely. It allowed for more acknowledgement of, of how good our year was. Then to go to the tournament and, be, and win, you yeah, know, win a exactly. game and beat a top 10 team in the country uh, and really play a, a very good game against Lincoln Memorial, like, I think those things just added fuel to the the fire of what will be next year. Definitely. So going back a little bit, um, let's talk about some about your uh, time at Ohio Dominican and even before. Like, how did the North the opportunity at North Georgia come to be? Like, how do you come from you know being in the Midwest to coming down here and saying, oh yeah, this is you know a good opportunity for me to continue my career? Yeah, you know, I I was really lucky to get a head coaching job at a pretty young age. Yeah, you know, to be. I think I was 29, I think I turned 30 during the summer that I got the Ohio Dominican job. Um, and much of that is sort of chance and luck and on the back of a lot of hard work at, at Hillsdale. And so I think when I got that job, I I was just married mm-hmm. um, and I was just excited. You know, I was really just excited to get to work, but there were a ton of challenges we had to overcome. Yeah. And, you know, small private schools anywhere in the country is not exactly uh, they're not always on the most stable of footing and so at Ohio Dominican we worked really hard to build the kind of program that we wanted to despite those challenges and through a ton of effort from my staff a ton of effort from our players you know we were able to build something I mean they were like 1 in 19 in the conference the year before we got there and 1 in 21 the year prior to that that. and so that's what we were walking into we we knew that it was going to be a challenge and in our fifth year, we won 20 games and won the league tournament, went to the, went to the NCAA tournament. And uh, in my sixth year, we, I think we won 18 games. And uh, we're probably a little better than we were the previous year, truthfully. We just kind of lost some close games late. And uh, all that stuff I was so proud of, but I also felt like, what am I trying to do as a coach? Like, what, what yeah. are my ambitions? What, uh, what am I trying to do as a family? We had a, a three and a one-year-old at that point. Um, and we just wanted to, to go to a place that we thought would give us the largest possible platform to provide uh, sort of a life-enriching experience for our players. Mm-hmm. And so while Ohio Dominican had a ton of things that we were really excited about, location being at the forefront, being right in the middle of a pretty big city and, and with Ohio State right there, we just knew where we were at was probably as good as it was going to get. That we had sort of maxed out what yeah. we were going to be and is that were we comfortable with that long term? And so... As it relates to North Georgia, honestly, my wife saw a tweet from, I believe it was Hoop Dirt, that was like the sort of announcement that they had a job opening, you know, that they were searching for a head coach. And it's a pretty standard tweet from Hoop Dirt this time of year, you know, like such and such a position. And she's like, I think we'd like it there. And I honestly, I I love my wife, obviously, dearly, but I was kind of like, honey, they're not they're not really looking for, for me and they're not really looking for us. Like we uh-huh. were Midwestern people and our Midwestern people. Um, but she was pretty adamant. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know a single person here. I had no direct connection to the university. I submitted my stuff. I ultimately had a chance to meet, um, uh, our, our AD at the time, Mrs. Reeves and, and her second in command, uh, Mary Rob was our AD now, uh, as well as some of the, the higher ups in the university kind of at random was able to meet them. Um, and it just kind of felt 
like we had a connection and my wow. wife was 100% right. I had a chance to do a video interview and then come down here and literally the moment I got out of my rental car and walked around our square and walked around campus, I called my wife and I said, you know what, this is, this is exactly like what we want and what we want mm-hmm. as a family. And so I, again, just good fortune. I was able to make uh, enough of an impression on people here that they felt like I was the best person for the job. And it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun ever since. Yeah, no, I bet I remember seeing when, like, it was announced that you got the job, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I still remember, like, the first conversation I, we had on the phone, too, and, but no, it's definitely, you know, I like seeing unique things like that work out, and now it's, you know, has worked out, um, you know, well so far, so that that's always good to see. So, building off that a little bit, like, coming to North Georgia, what was kind of your, you know, vision for the program starting out year one? Has that changed at all? And how do you think, you know, that's gone through uh, the four years? You know, I think when we first arrived, we really just wanted to build a place that treated people the right way. Mm -hmm. We prefer to recruit guys out of high school. That's our preference. Um, But we are not against recruiting transfers. We like to spend as much time with people as possible. So we are in general, trying to be around people for three, four, five years. Um, That's not exactly kind of the norm at this point in just (laughs) our sport, really at any level, outside of Division Three, where it happens a little bit more often. And so we we are, those things still hold true for us. I think we were a bit of a blank slate in terms of how are we going to play offensively. Mm. You know, we, uh, my background way back is like five out motion, yeah, you know, yeah. like Bobby Knight style, five out screen cut, minimize your dribble. Yeah. I went away from that as a head coach at Ohio Dominican. We, we just played out of a lot more ball screens and a lot more open space. Um, so here I knew we weren't going to go back to five out motion necessarily, but what type of offense was going to be effective for us, we were sort of going to see our team that first year and kind of make some harder decisions. But defensively, we really have not wavered hardly at all. Like we are a physical, hard-nosed, man-to-man team. We more often than not are crowding the floor. You know, some people would call it pack line. We really don't ever use that language, and that's not how we do it. But it certainly draws from those principles pretty heavily. We want to keep the ball in front of us. We want to rebound at a high level. Um, and so those things have remained true, you know, and we've been really adamant about our ability to defend and to some degree just work hard at it, but to another degree teach. Yes. Like we yes. want to teach how to defend, teach how to play offense as well. But from the moment we arrived, it was like we need to teach every single day how we defend. And so – the defensive principles have stayed largely identical. We, we try to break a little bit more rhythm now with zone, and we're trying yeah. to press a little bit more and do some things to give our guys a few more tools. Yeah. But um, in terms of vision, that's all, all maintained the same. Offensively, um, we really play two bigs on the court yeah. at all times, yeah. as you know, uh, and that is not typical either. And so we, I think, are remaining committed to that. It's somewhat a reflection of who we have in our program at that time, but also what we think we can be good at and differentiate ourselves. But when it comes down to it, we need the right kind of people. Of course. Like, we need the right kind of people here who are about the right things, who want to be about the program's success and their ability to contribute to that, whatever that role may be. Um, we, we don't view ourselves as a stepping stone. We don't view yeah. ourselves like... 
we want to be a place that people come for however long they're with us and really have a great experience and make relationships that last them far beyond their time here. Of course. That creates challenges, difficulties, processes, adversity. Like you got to deal with all that. But if we want to talk about being a family and we want to talk about having that mentality, like it's got to come with the good and the bad and the, the easy and the hard, maybe more than the good and the bad. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like those you know, last couple of points you made. And, of course, I've noticed that with all the conversations I have with you guys, it's not just you know, accumulating talent, like you're specific about putting certain pieces in certain places. Like even if a guy is good enough, um, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to definitely take him. Um, so a little a little more about this year. What, what do you think allowed you guys to take this step up? Like, you know, having – talking with you guys a lot, talking with Adam a bunch, like he was positive and encouraged going into the year. Yeah, I think we're going to be improved some, but maybe not to this extent. What do you think – happened or you know what what was in place that allowed you guys to go to that you know level yeah you know it's funny you say I don't know you know we obviously talk pretty regularly you and I um I thought we could be good as Mm -hmm. you know you know I didn't really know what that meant exactly I liked the makeup of our team and the connection within them you know we had a tip-off dinner that we did for the first time in October whatever it was and part of it was like an interview kind of segment and they asked me the at it like well what do you what do you think you're gonna be and like I think back to what my <laughs> answer was which was I think we can be good like I think you know all that stuff and I, I don't know that I knew this is what the season would be and so it kind of makes me laugh now how we took this step I mean the reality is like we have a bunch of third year players whose first year was the COVID year yeah, yeah. and their experience was awful I mean, it just to be blunt, it was just awful. We had a bunch of new guys. That was our second season here. We had a bunch of new guys. We obviously had all the restrictions that COVID put forth on people in terms of not only their health and safety, just protecting that, yeah. but also just functionally, like we couldn't go into a locker room until after we started practices. So like Oof. they've been here for two and a half months or two months. They've never been in our locker room together, you know? And so, and we had 10 new players in the program from, from yeah. our first year. And so... Those things were really hard for those guys. We only played 10 games total. I missed three of those 10 because I got COVID. Yeah. And so these guys had just such a weird start. And and this was the, the first time, really, that they'd had gone through a season, which was a year ago, a real off season with a real preseason, yeah. and get to play another season. And so... It was really a, a big learning experience for everybody a year ago, but they could take those lessons into this season. Yep. And as a result, I think we saw a ton of growth. I mean, Frank had a tremendous freshman season a year ago, but like he took a big step forward in his performance. Adding AJ was a big deal in terms yeah. of his ability to contribute um, and, and make a difference. We had Hunter Schenenhelm joined us. Sutton Smith joined us, who were big. But like Greg Billups took a huge step yeah. forward in his ability to, to, to contribute every single day. Uh, Giancarlo uh, Bastianoni uh, took a big step forward, I'm sure. I'm mis- uh, and then we have freshman Caden Charles step in and have an opportunity really to, to mm-hmm. take a step forward. You know? and so those guys all took steps forward, and I think collectively it made a big difference. You know? And it wasn't easy. It wasn't without its challenges. I mean, we lost... You know, Eric Jones was a starter for us every single game last year, and we 
I don't know, we were less than a week into the school year and he has to have surgery and misses the whole season. So, and, and there were other bits of adversity that we didn't anticipate, but I thought our guys did a tremendous job of staying together and really building the type of relationships that you need to have to play at a high level, to play your highest level. Sure. And, you know, I think that that made it fun despite some of the adversity, but also gave us a big foundation to be able to build the best season possible. Yeah. So going into uh, recruiting a little bit, you've touched on, you know, some of this, but maybe uh, go into more detail about your, you know, recruiting approach. Like you have, you guys have a mixture of good high school kids that have been here for three years that you've developed, like been able to see Frank's progression, but you've also mixed in some transfers that you saw in high school that you're familiar with who are, you know, helping you out and having uh, good contributions. So, um, you know, to talk about your recruiting approach a little bit, your thoughts on, you know, how to navigate where things are at with the recruiting landscape, just with the changes over the last few years, anything you, you know, have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, we are, uh, we care deeply about the relationships we have with our players. Mm -hmm. And we, we care deeply about the impact that the program and the university can have for our student athletes. And, the extension of that is we, we want to make sure we have the best environment we can for these young people to grow up and grow up together. Not perfect, not mistake-free, not without difficulty, not those things, but healthy and mm-hmm. safe. And the ability to be an 18-year-old who gets to learn from a 22-year-old. And in order to do that, in the recruiting process like we have to try to learn who (laughs) folks are you know we want to know our young people and we want to know their families and the people around them because we know that a majority of what our culture is is going to be a makeup of who our players are and if they're great people and about the right things and work hard and selfless well odds are like that's what our environment's going to feel like every single day and so because we believe those things we tend to be a little bit slower in recruiting. Yeah. We tend to be a little bit um, uh, deliberate is how I would describe yeah. it. Like yeah. we do Agreed. not, and, and you'll laugh when I say this, we don't offer a kid just watching him one time in an event or in a high school game. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just not how we operate. And so we're not against any pathway that leads someone here, but we need to believe that they fit us, fit our environment, and are concerned with North Georgia's success along with their own success first and foremost. And so because of that, like, there are people we don't recruit. Yeah, There are, you know, certain things that don't happen for us in recruiting that, I don't know, some people might view as a negative. That's just how we operate. And so, you know, we have mostly high school guys, we really prefer that. We have a couple guys, you know, like Greg came from Hargrave. Yeah. Uh, AJ came from Piney Woods. Um, we have a couple, we have some transfers. We have Eric who came from Emmanuel right after our first year. Um, Jonky who came from Presbyterian, but we had recruited Jonky out of high school. Yep, exactly. uh, Hunter came to us from a D2 in the Midwest, but we had recruited him out of high school. Sutton came to us from, you know, a D2 in the Gulf South. We recruited him out of high school. So even the transfers we have largely... Yeah. guys that we already knew and already had pretty yeah. sound relationships with and yeah, so yeah, familiarity yeah and it's a big deal for us like we that's how we operate we feel better about that doesn't mean that every person's like that but it does help give us some comfort in terms of what we're building and so 
while we're not against any pathway, we do feel like the relationship we have with them is so critical on the front end so that when they get here, this is what they expected it to be and they're who we expected them to be so that when it gets bumpy or it gets difficult or somebody else has to play over him, <laughs> there's not there's an understanding that we all care and we're all in it together. And that's not always easy. It's not always fast. And it's not always comfortable. But, like, we want to try to be there before they arrive and not try to just build that when they arrive. Sure. So a little more on, like, you know, I touched in the beginning about, um, you know, I think doing doing these interviews this spring would be beneficial for, like, awareness of, you know, players, parents, whoever else. Um, so what are some, like, the key things that you think are most important for a player and transitioning into the college game like what are you looking for when you're at recruiting or that you see once a freshman's here on the practice court with you guys that okay I think you know his adjustment's going to be smooth I think it's going to be rough like what are some of the key things that you're you know focusing on yeah you know there, there was a like a tweet thread here in the last few days from I, I want to say it was Kim English oh yeah just mm-hmm. yep. like literally felt like earlier today got Providence yes and he I was that. sort of relaying having a conversation with an incoming freshman's dad yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah. And I thought much of what he said was right on. I mean, the, 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 the challenge for any high school or any first-time college person at any level of college basketball is it's way more physical than they realize. You have to be in way better shape than what you thought, stronger than what you thought, and you have to learn how to defend. Like, it's just very difficult at a young age to already have those things in place. Some people have them, but it's very difficult to have all those things in place. And so, like, when we have a true freshman step on the floor for his first practices, the structure of practice, the intensity, the sort of pace of it, it's different. Mm-hmm. And not only is it different because I think there's, um, you know, a college practice is just in a functional way different than a high school practice. It's also different because every single person around you is really good. Yeah, exactly. Every yeah, single exactly. person is, made, you know, several of them are going to be older than you. And so they've gone yeah. through these lessons and they're good. And so that adjustment to the day-to-day expectation, I think, is the biggest difficulty. That doesn't even get into... I get on the floor in a game, yeah. and what's the adjustment? It's fast, physical, high intensity, a lot of intelligence, everybody's all that stuff. And so um, I think when we, we get someone here and they are going through that, like there are real difficulties to that because of course. that adjustment attacks a really central part of their identity, which is I'm a good basketball player, right? Like kids all over the country and all over you know here in metro atlanta like part of how they view themselves is i am a good basketball player and for many people they also view themselves as i'm a good student and both these things are very central to their identity well they show up at a school and in that basketball program and school's harder than it's ever been and you have to keep a schedule that's different than you've ever had to keep mm-hmm. basketball is harder than it's ever been and you have to keep a schedule that you hardly ever kept. And these are attacking two central parts of their identity. And that is very difficult. Yeah. That is very difficult to handle because you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get knocked on your butt. You just are. Everybody does. 
And so how you respond to that, everybody's different, but we try to make sure we have an environment that helps give those for everybody a safety net. So when they have those down moments, there's teammates trying to pick them up, their parents understand that it was going to be difficult, their coaches understand, like, that everybody knows this and everybody yes. understands that this is yes. okay. Assuming you feel like you're being treated right and it's healthy and safe and all those yeah. things, like, it's okay to have those down moments, but, like, they're going to come. They're going to come for everybody. Definitely. No, those are great points just for, you know, like we were just saying, parents, players, whoever else to be aware of. Because I think a lot of the, you know, reactions to how things go as a freshman, whenever, come from just not being realistic or, you know, having the expectations that, you know, this aren't, you know, this aren't going to happen, aren't going to be true. Um, and I think it, you know, just the way things are, it makes it even more difficult at times with how things are with the recruiting landscape. College of basketball is older, all of that. But then those are those are great aspects to consider. And I think the other part of this that's so challenging, and this like this may sound like old guy yells at clouds, even though I'm not that old. <laughs> the other thing that's so challenging is like there's just so much feedback in the lives of these young yes. people. There's so much like. If I'm doing poorly, it feels like everybody sees that because of I have quick access via my phone to the opinions of X number of people, Mm -hmm. right? And I also then, when I'm feeling poorly, I go on whatever social media app and I see like a buddy of mine at some other school or a buddy of mine, perhaps in my own school, and he seems like he's doing so well. And Mm -hmm. why am I failing? And that is like, it's a really difficult thing. It's really difficult for adults to handle, let alone young people who are trying to kind of find their footing in the world on their own. And so all that stuff really creates challenges that when I was in college 20 years ago, I guess now, like I I didn't, I mean, it was hard for me, but I didn't even have to deal with that feedback loop. I didn't even have to deal with that sort of comparison game that everybody kind of has to deal with today. And I, I can only imagine what it's like for the highest of high levels where i mean it's just incredibly intense and that comparison thing is happening every day all day with a lot of people interested in in the outcomes and so um, we do our best to try to have the best mentality we can so that we can keep lifting people up even when it is hard building off that a little bit um from a coach's perspective talk about you know peach belt basketball or just division two basketball in the southeast i think I thought it would be really good for you know people to hear this just because you know I try to go to a lot of Division two and Division three games and I you know I go to these games I watch them like gosh like a lot of these high school kids aren't ready for that so you know talk about your thoughts on the Peach Bell Division two basketball in the Southeast overall um, just you know just so people could hear from a, a head coach. Yeah, I mean, our league is very good. Yeah, you know we had three teams ranked in the top 25 which is very uncommon for our level mm-hmm. uh, for much of the season not the entire season but much of the season another receiving votes at one point um, we have four teams make the NCAA tournament which makes us probably one of only a few leagues to have yeah. uh, four certainly and probably one of the few leagues to even have three um, and so the level of play in the Peach Belt is very very high um, it is. the number of high-quality athletes, highly skilled players. Um, we play in a league that has good size to it, despite mm-hmm. those, those, those that athleticism and skill. You know, we had something like 
24 Division One transfers in our league. Wow, that you know, many. I at didn't some realize point, that. Like, wow. There were like 24 guys. That might be a hair high. Maybe it's 22 yeah. guys that had been at Division Ones before being here. You know, we only have 10 teams. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really high level of basketball. And I think the region as a whole, our league, I believe, is probably one of the five or six best in the country. Yep. I think our region as a whole was on par with maybe us in the whatever's the MIAA's region that is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. Like they may have been the two best regions in the country. Yeah. Um, and so you have to be really good. To win our league, you are among the best teams in the nation. You sure. know, And to win our region, you are a national, calib- national championship caliber team. So we've had a team, our league has had a national runner-up a year ago, a national semifinalist the year prior to that. Uh, and so we understand what we're competing with. Uh, and as you alluded to, right, like there's good basketball at every single level. Mm-hmm. You know, just in our state, you have, you know, we're an NCAA tournament team. Augusta was an NCAA tournament team. Barry, a Division three, was tremendous this year. I hope I don't leave anybody out. But Kennesaw obviously was tremendous this year. And perhaps I'm missing somebody, so I apologize. But, like, None of those are even the high majors, right? None of those are even mm-hmm. the sort of forefront of what people view maybe when they think of college basketball. Sure. But there's a ton of good basketball, and that's just our state. That doesn't even extend to our region as a whole. And so I think it's a cool place to compete. I think we have a good university to kind of have that experience, but our league certainly provides the level of competition that anybody should want. Yeah. No, I, def- I definitely agree with that. Like, it, you know, Every time I go to something, it's like, dang, this is, you know, really good to see. It's, you know, high level wherever, if I may be in Alabama, Tennessee, wherever. Um, and I think it's important to see, you know, that range of, you know, different teams, different levels. And I talk about this a lot. I think it's important for people at the high school level, coaches, players too. So just so they can be aware of and have a somewhat of a sense of how good you need to be to be able to contribute at that level. Um, so last uh Last question, what what do you think is the next step for North Georgia's program to, you know, continue to build on this year and sustain uh, the type of success you had this year and, you know, just keep it going? Yeah, I mean, I think there's really two things. Like, we, we have to get back to work, mm-hmm. you know. Like, we've been off since we got beat, so it's, I don't know, a week and a half at this point, not even, and I'm sure <laughs> our players, I know, are chomping at the bit to, to get back to work and because – we have taken strides through really hard work from our players and coaches. And so we, that doesn't change. You know, the fact that we had a good season, um, it means a lot because there were things that were accomplished and had never been done, but it really doesn't mean anything for a year from now. Sure. It, the fact that that occurred doesn't mean we're going to be good enough a year yeah. from now. We have to get back to work. And so I think sustaining some of the, the level of play, sustaining the kind of culture we've built is – absolutely at the forefront of what we're focused on the the sort of extension of that is you know finishing up our recruiting class you know trying to put ourselves in a position where we have another group coming in to challenge and improve the group that we have while knowing that everybody in our program has to get better (laughs) players and coaches alike we all have to get better we all have to improve we all have to try to just be another step i'll I'll have to make another step forward in our development um, and allow that sort of collective to drive us forward because we want to be better 
Like we don't want to be the same. We don't yeah. want to be identical. We don't want. I don't want next year to be the same as this year. Would it make it a failure if it was the same? No. Mm-hmm. But like we want to be better. We want to achieve something more. We want to be closer in our relationships. And we want to be better on the floor and better academically. And so, um, in order to do that, it's hard work. It's adding another you know recruiting class to our group, um, and really just seeing if we can't you know sustain our level of play and improve upon it sure well that's that's all i have for questions is there anything else uh you want to end with for listeners to hear i i I think it's important for people to recognize and be appreciative of the work that you and there's some other folks in our state similar to you do to try to provide exposure for these young people you know i think you have a tremendous perspective having seen every level of basketball yep. and get to see it uh, on a pretty consistent basis sure. and the ability not only to like shed light on who people are because there's certainly people that get more attention or less attention mm-hmm. but also to be honest with people about how good you have to be <laughs> to play at any level yeah you know and there are gray areas and crossovers between levels and yeah there are guys who play in our league that could play at a higher level. There's guys who play D3 that could play at a high level, just like there's guys at D1 that couldn't play at our level. And so there's all this sort of overlap that's very difficult, um, I think, for people to understand. But I think you do a great service to everybody by watching each of those levels, understanding each of them, and being able to advise people appropriately. And I think it can be really powerful for people. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And... this being in Atlanta makes it easy. You get to see a, a lot of a lot of different things, and I, I just think it's important for for me to even hopefully be good at what I do. I have to you know try to gain that um, perspective and knowledge on things. But that'll do it. Dan Evans, head coach at North Georgia, um, you know, just coming off one of their you know, argu- arguably their most successful season. Um, and like I always say when I come up here, they have you know argu- arguably one of the best arenas around too. So if you haven't been up here, you need to come see it. But um, this is our first one of the spring, and I'll be back on here soon with some other coaches. I'm going to mix in uh, high school coaches too, different levels of college coaches. So be on the lookout for those, and uh, we'll be back soon.